I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. we got a special edition today as we enter this 4th of July holiday weekend. As you all know, Mississippi State won the College World Series last year. It was our first ever national championship. And I got on here and did all kind of celebrating as well I should. Well, I cannot tell you the number of people who've reached out to me and said, Chad, what is your take on Ole Miss, Mississippi State's rivals, winning the College World Series this season. I've had a bunch of people reach out to me, so I'm about to give you my take on it. So I'm still, you know, normally Chuck Sexton hosts these shows now. I hosted them for years. He took over in April. So I'm going to step in, and we thought going into the holiday weekend, most people want something light anyway. So I'm going to give you my absolute opinion on Ole Miss winning the College World Series championship in Omaha. I'm also going to talk a little bit about Mississippi State's baseball, which had a disastrous season, but in some ways we're absolutely responsible for Ole Miss uh, winning that. We had a chance to knock them out, and we didn't, and I'm, so I'm going to get into that uh, as we roll along here. So first of all, congratulations to Ole Miss. I'm sitting here. I never thought I'd be sitting here saying this, uh, you know, literally as late as May. Uh, once Ole Miss won their first regional, they got to go to Miami and play Arizona and Miami. Miami is historically not a great home field advantage in baseball, so that was not an intimidating environment. Uh, uh, when I saw Ole Miss was the last team in, they got in over NC State. NC State was probably deserving. Ole Miss did not think they were going to get in this tournament. They thought when they played Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament first day, Ole Miss thought that was a must-win game. They did. And when they lost, they thought they were out. They really did. I know people who are in the know on that. And uh, they lost 3-1. to one. They pitched fantastic. And Vanderbilt beat them three to one. Ole Miss's pitching improved so dramatically throughout the season. I'll talk about that in a minute. But Ole Miss lost the game they thought they had to win. They they had a losing record in the SEC. I think they were 13 and 17. So they went to Hoover and played Vanderbilt the first day of the SEC tournament, thinking if we win, we're in. If we lose, we're out. And they lost. Vanderbilt beat them three to one. Pitched tremendously. Didn't hit the ball. Uh, now I think Mike Bianco, the Ole Miss's coach, he is on. He is the U.S. 
it's an Olympic team coach this year, Team USA, whatever it is. And he's well-known, well-respected uh, from all that I can see. He's a heck of a guy. LSU had a chance to hire him last year and didn't. They made a mistake. They should have hired him. I said that at the time. But anyway, long story short, I think he's a heck of a nice guy. He's well thought of. So they gave Ole Miss the edge over NC State uh, due to his relationships. And, hey, that matters. Relationships matter. So I, I take nothing away from Ole Miss from that. I hate it for NC State. NC State's the team last year that got left out of the baseball tournament. Uh, they got kicked out for having COVID in Omaha. They, they were going to play for the College World Series Championship, and they caught COVID, and they sent them home. So they really two years in a row got it. But anyway, back to Ole Miss. I congratulate them. Mike Bianco uh, has done a good job there. Ole Miss fans were trying to get rid of him. Literally, as as soon as the – he would have been fired if Ole Miss had lost. So after Ole Miss beat Arizona and Miami in that regional, which was an easy regional because Miami has no home field advantage in any sport. They have no home field advantage in football either. Nobody down there cares. Uh, they went out there and won. Then they got to go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi and play Southern Miss. They had as many fans there as Southern Miss did, I'm told. Uh, Ole Miss never had to face a raucous environment, you know, like like you would have faced had you go to LSU or Arkansas or Clemson. You know, I don't want it to be all SEC teams. You know, teams such as Tennessee, of course. They never had to face that raucous environment. So they basically cruised. They had no trouble whatsoever until they played Arkansas. Arkansas was the only team. They got to play Auburn in the SEC tournament in, the, in Omaha. Auburn was no good. They got to play Arkansas, and they beat Arkansas. Arkansas once, then they lost to them, then they beat them. That was their real challenge. After they beat them, they got to play Oklahoma in a College World Series. And I'll get to that in a minute. Oklahoma fumbled the ball game away. But I give a tremendous amount of credit to Mike Bianco. And I tell you, I, I don't know who Ole Miss's pitching coach is. But let me tell you something. They were terrible. I mean, they pitched terribly for three months of this baseball season. If you go back and look, they hit the ball all year. They did, but they just pitched terribly all season. Undoubtedly, the only thing I can figure, because they pitched good against Vanderbilt in that game, they lost 3-1 to one when they thought they had to win. That week that they had off between Vanderbilt and starting the NCAA tournament once they got in, undoubtedly, that pitching coach made some adjustments with all of his pitchers. Because it's one thing to have one pitcher suddenly get better. Every pitcher they had got better. Ole Miss just pitched in that baseball tournament better than I've ever seen a college baseball team pitch. Ever. That includes Vanderbilt when they had Kumar Rocker and Leiter. Ole Miss just pitched better than them. I am a college baseball fan. I don't only watch Mississippi State. I watch all the college baseball games. I'm telling you, as long as I follow that sport, and I've followed it pretty closely for 20 years. I have followed it closely for 20 years. Ole Miss just pitched better than any team I've ever seen. Not even close. I would have a hard time thinking of a second one. After having pitched terrible all year. So undoubtedly, their pitching coach took that week off and said, let's work on some stuff. I asked a buddy of mine who's in coaching. I said, how, how does that happen? He said, well, Chad, here's how. He said, in the regular season, you're playing every day. I mean, just pretty much every day you're playing. Five days a week, you don't really have time to work on anything. So let's say you don't have a feel for that ball, for your slider. You know, you don't have a feel for it. You don't ever really have time to sit and work on it. Well, they had eight or nine days to work. And I just have to tell you right now, you got to tip your hat. Whoever that pitching coach is, uh, they ought to be given 
giving him a raise. He ought to be getting a head coaching job somewhere. I don't know what he did, but I tip my hat. Mike Bianco, of course, is the head coach, so I have to tip my hat to him as well. The game, they're really the only challenging game they had the whole season was beating Arkansas. But they beat them to get themselves into the World Series. Uh, I think they beat them two to nothing. The ball game was over in two hours. That was the fastest ball game I have ever seen. Uh, so anyway, I give them congratulations. They are our rivals. I was not rooting for them. Once they got to play Oklahoma, I did bet on Ole Miss because I knew Oklahoma couldn't beat them. Oklahoma had a shot to beat them, and the coach blew it. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most It works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. Coaches routinely blow college baseball games. I'm not sure that coaching doesn't matter in baseball more than any other sport because you have to determine who to pitch when. And so many of these coaches have no earthly idea who to pitch when. And I'm going to give you a prime example. This is where Mississippi State comes in. For the Mississippi State fans out there who are agitated that Ole Miss won, it's nobody's fault but Mississippi State. Nobody's fault but ours. And I'll tell you why. This is how big of a college baseball fan I am. You go back to April. I believe it was April the 24th. Mississippi State beat Ole Miss in Oxford two out of three games. Now, at the time, Mississippi State was ahead of Ole Miss in the standings, I think by two games. But we won't outside of the tournament looking in. Everybody in the country knew that Mississippi State needed to win a bunch of ball games to make the tournament, or we wasn't going to make it. So did Ole Miss at the time. We, we neither one were going to be in the tournament. We play Ole Miss in Jackson in a ball game they call the Governor's Cup. That Tuesday night, April the 26th, I'll never forget it. I was in Tallahassee, Florida, but I pulled this thing up on my phone to listen at it. I was in Tallahassee. We were 2-2, two to two, Ole Miss and State. Now, we just beat them two out of three, and we know we got to win ball games to get in the tournament. Once you get in the tournament, you can do precisely what Ole Miss just did. You can go on a run and win the tournament. So we knew we needed to get in. We needed to win this ball game. Our coach, inexplicitly, Chris Lamonis, who I praised last year, and I still will praise him, and I'm going to make a point here to distinguish the difference. We're tied with Ole Miss 2-2, two to two, going to the fourth of the fifth inning. He puts in our shortstop to be our pitcher. A position play, not even a pitcher. His opinion was, that, you know, he said before the game and after the game, they didn't go to this ball game to win it. He said, we want to save our pitchers for this weekend when we play Missouri because Missouri is a Southeastern Conference tournament game or Southeastern Conference regular season game. This game with Ole Miss doesn't count in the standings. Of course, it counts on our record, but it's not an official SEC game. So we went down there 
after having beat Ole Miss two out of three and went out and played it as a scrimmage or something. We didn't even expect to win the ball game. Well, guess what? We brought in Lane Forsythe, who's a fine shortstop, but he's a shortstop. He's not a pitcher. We got all these pitchers on our team. No, we're not going to bring them in. We're going to literally say we don't care if we win this game or not. We bring Lane Forsythe in. I'm literally listening to this in Tallahassee, Florida, about to throw my phone down. And guess what happens? He pitches one-third of an inning. He gives up four hits and three earned runs, and Ole Miss goes ahead 5-2 to two and goes on and beats us. Listen, if we'd have beat Ole Miss that night, Ole Miss wouldn't have made this tournament. If we would have beat Ole Miss that night, they wouldn't have made this tournament. That would have knocked them down another notch or two, and NC State would have got in over them. So Mississippi State has nobody to blame for this but ourselves. Nobody. This is Mississippi State's fault. We had an opportunity to knock Ole Miss out, and we didn't do it. Now, to Ole Miss's credit... After that, they went on a streak, and I tipped my hat to them. Now, back to Chris Lamonis. Last season, he did the same type stuff. He didn't pitch our boys at certain times to save their arms for the stretch run, but last season, we knew we were in the tournament. We knew all season we were a top team. We were going to be in the NCAA tournament. There was no questions about it. So, in that instance, should you rest your pitchers and get them ready? Certainly, because you know you're going to be in the tournament. This season, we was not in the tournament. We knew we needed to win games. We knew that. We much rather beat Ole Miss than Missouri. Are you out of your mind? Go down there and try to win the baseball game. If Ole Miss had come out there and beaten us fair and square and us pitched a regular pitcher, he doesn't have to be our ace, but he, he can be a pitcher for goodness sakes, and Ole Miss beats us, tip your hat to them. But in this case, Mississippi State went into a rivalry game, the Governor's Cup, against Ole Miss. If we'd have beat them, they are out. It had been a knockout punch. I'm telling you, they got their confidence after they beat us that night, as well they should. I tip my hat to Ole Miss. I tip Mike Bianco went to that ball game trying to win it, as should we have. Now, do I think that, uh, is this going to harm what I think of Chris Lamonis in any way? Absolutely not. He won us the national championship. We need to put a statue of him outside of Duty Noble Field, as well as our players Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, Will Bettinard, they all need a statue. Landon Sims, they all need statues. So this in no way takes away from them. But we got to learn from this. We got to learn from this. Next season, if we're in the middle of that season and we are not in that tournament, if you know, according to the experts, they're predicting, we got to go approach every ball game like we want to win it. Every ball game. If next season we get midway through the season and it's clear we're in the tournament, we have no worries, rest your, I'm fine with that. Rest your pitchers. But in this instance, in this instance, and I know nobody's going to care about this but me, but this is how big of a college baseball fan I am. I go back to April the 26th. April the 26th. Going to that ball game in Jackson, Mississippi. If we had just tried to win the ball game and beat Ole Miss, there's no way in the world they make this tournament. It would have knocked them too far. They would not have got in over NC State after that. Now, listen, guess what we did? We decided that night to pitch our position player instead of our pitcher to save our pitchers for that weekend against Missouri, a game that none of us really even care about. So we can go beat Missouri. See, guess what happened? We went to Missouri, and Missouri beat us.
In today's Executive Search Spotlight, we're going to look at Grand Junction Area Chamber of Commerce. This is in Colorado. The Grand Junction Area Chamber is seeking a president and CEO. And Grand Junction sits on the western slope of the Rockies, around 250 miles from both Denver and 250 miles from Salt Lake City, Utah. So located pretty much right in between the two, if you can picture that on a map. The uh, metro is 125,000 roughly in population, but this is the largest city in between Denver and Salt Lake, so it's a regional hub, and that population of that region is roughly 300,000. This is the 14th fastest growing economy in the United States. The GDP has increased 80% over the last decade, so tons of growth opportunities, tons of growth and momentum to, to piggyback off of. The Grand Junction Chamber CEO oversees a staff of seven and is heavily involved in advocacy, business growth, BRE, and of course, member and community engagement. Every recreational outdoor activity you can think of, well, all of Colorado has that, but this region especially, there's hiking, horseback riding, kayaking, anything that you can do outdoors, they have it. And if you're like me and your favorite outdoor activity is sitting at a winery, they have 30 wineries in the region. To top it off, they have over 300 days a year on average of sunshine. So wonderful quality of life. Salary range is 110,000 to 160,000. So if you're interested in running one of the premier chamber of commerces in the Western United States, go to thenextmovegroup.com backslash Grand Junction for more information. So after all of that calculation, it didn't work. We went to Missouri, and Missouri beat us. So I think, the, number one, that this could be one of the best things that ever happened to us because surely to God, this will motivate our team and our coaches uh, to go out on the recruiting trail, to practice a little bit harder, uh, to do so on and so forth. I mean, it should motivate them. I think it's good for the state of Mississippi to have had two champions in a row like this. I really do. Uh, but we've got to learn to go out and win baseball games and play to win the game. It is one thing to not care if you don't win if a game truly doesn't matter and you're in the tournament. But next season, if we get ourselves into April and we're in that same situation, you better go try to win the game. Don't bring your shortstop in to pitch to just get somebody because you don't have it. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to tire anybody out for the weekend. Don't do that. So uh, my other gripe as far as the College World Series, if you watched it, uh, the last game Ole Miss was playing Oklahoma, Y'all, these baseball coaches have no idea who to pitch with. I'm telling you, I used to think that the, uh, probably the coach mattered most in football because, you know, they're calling every play. But I'm going to tell you right now, co coaching in baseball, if you don't know what pitcher to put in when, I mean, that skill wins more ball games, especially when the teams are kind of even. Oklahoma was playing Ole Miss Sunday or whatever day it was. It, it had to, Oklahoma had to win. Ole Miss had already won a ball game, so o, Ole Miss didn't have to win. Oklahoma did. Oklahoma, eighth inning. Oklahoma was up a run. I might have been two to one. I believe it was two to one. Oklahoma was up two to one. That boy had beautiful pitched beautifully. He had a slider that was moving like you've never seen in your life. Ole Miss was really not even close to hitting him. They had hit one home run. Everything else wasn't even hard hit. Got that, and he was warm. I mean, you know, he pitched eight innings. They got in the eighth inning, and he gave up a single. And it was not a hard hit single. Now, I want you to understand, he was in a groove, gave up a single. Out comes the coach and takes him out after he had pitched so beautifully. In brought, a, uh, I guess, what he thought was his closer with a man on first base, and the, the Ole Miss just hit the devil out of him, and Ole Miss won the ball game. I knew the second he was put on him, Ole Miss was fixing to win. I knew that. I don't know if it's going to horse racing. 
that I go to or I've, I've watched enough sports. Uh, see, there's something to being warmed up and being in the groove. And that pitcher for Oklahoma was warm. He had pitched seven innings. He was in a groove. Now, if they'd have hit him again, maybe I would have took him out. But there's no way in the world I'd have taken him out to bring in a boy that's cold. Uh, no way in the world I'd have done that. And I said it when he did it. I texted my buddy Kenneth. I said, this is a mistake. Oh, Mrs. Fixing to win the ball game. Because his pitches were still moving. They took him out, and they bring a kid. And that kid now is not warm. You know, it takes a while to get warmed up. You watch those horses at the Kentucky Derby. It takes them a while to get to going real strong. Well, when you're in a championship situation, you want somebody that's done going, in my opinion, done going strong instead of bringing somebody in cold. You just have too big of a risk. It's going to take them a, a, a pitch or two to figure out what they're doing. They're going to get hit. They did, and they lost the ball game. So I tip my hat to Ole Miss, uh, Tim Elko, tremendous, tremendous hitter. Jacob Gonzalez, I believe is the kid's name, a tremendous, tremendous uh, hitter. I mean, they hit well all year. Ole Miss's ace got him there. He pitched incredibly well in Hattiesburg. And the other, his name is escaping me right now, but he pitched incredibly well. But from all accounts, Mike Bianco, the Ole Miss coach, is a good guy. I think he's done a great job at Ole Miss. They they weren't any good until he got there. Um, they have historically not been as big of a baseball team as Mississippi State. I mean, just over the years. Uh, and now I think this is going to fuel a tremendous rivalry. And if you look at the Southeastern Conference, I mean, really now the only big team that hadn't won the championships is Arkansas. You know, they had it won a few years ago, dropped that ball. They're the only bad I mean, State's won it. Ole Miss has won it. LSU's won a boatload. Florida's won it. Vanderbilt's won it. Georgia even won it many years ago. Yeah, Tennessee, this was Tennessee's year, and they choked against Notre Dame. They were the best team. But I congratulate Ole Miss and whatever their pitching coach did. I have never seen an entire pitching staff improve as dramatically as they did the last month of that season, ever. So he must have just taught them some new technique. He did something, whatever he did, I give my credit to him. So congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels for Mississippi State. Next season, we better play every game to win, see if we can do any better.